friends, and welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. On today's podcast, we're going to take a look at author Samantha Downing. I have just realized that I have read every single one of her books, and I just finished A Twisted Love Story. Thank you to NetGalley. I received that arc, and I absolutely loved it. And it got me to thinking that I own, I think I own all of the books that I've read by her, and they're just phenomenal. I absolutely love her. And so I thought I could do my whole podcast just based on Samantha Downing. Um, Basically, if she writes it, then I'm here for it. Already looking forward to the next book that she writes. Everything that she's just great. And I got to looking back through my reviews on Instagram. And let me just say, every book I have read by her is five stars. Let me say it for those of you in the back. Every single book I have read by Samantha Downing, I've given it five stars. I I love everything she writes. It's, you know, it's about murder. And these couples are so, they're crazy. And they're toxic. And some of these books are just like, you, you just can't even believe some of the things that they're doing, and you're on their side. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't know. Endearing is a word. You just fall in love with these people, and you're rooting for them, and they're doing horrible things. It's crazy, but she has got a definite gift. So, again, I received an early arc from NetGalley, A Twisted Love Story, and I just finished it, and it was just great. So, let me tell you a little bit about it, and I can tell you why I love it. Wes and Ivy are madly in love, and let me say, madly is the key word. They are crazy. And when they're one of those couples that when it's good, it's great, and when it's bad, like the song goes, oh, it's oh so bad. (laughs) It's really bad. And when I talk bad, I'm talking about damaging property, the police, arrest warrants are issued, crazy things. They just have this vicious cycle of breaking up and getting back together, and it's always worked for them. They've done this for years. They've split up. They've got back together. They infuriate each other. They get back together, and they promise they're never going to lie to each other again, and then in the next few minutes, you know, someone's told a small little white lie, and the other one knows, and they're mad. It's It's just a vicious cycle, but it's always worked for them until now. Because now they have a detective, Detective Karen, has taken their relationship to heart and is convinced that Ivy needs saving. Now, the detective, her name's Karen, you know, Karen. Detective Karen had a horrible marriage. Now, her husband ended up being killed, um, but still. So now she's just out to save everyone in her line of work that she thinks being abused. And I can promise you Ivy is not being abused. She is very much a willing partner in this relationship. So Ivy wants him back. So they've been split up. So instead of doing what a normal person would do, you know, just shoot him a text and say, hey, you want to have a drink or uh, you want to get together or maybe even call that person? No, mm -mm, not her. She goes to the police station and reports that she has a stalker and she's pretty sure this stalker is her ex-boyfriend, Wes. Now this is her getting him back. This is what she's doing. So... Karen goes to Wes's workplace and interviews him, and he's like, I'm not stalking her. Well, he's not. He wasn't stalking her. And But, you know, a light bulb goes off. Uh, Ivy's back. She wants to get back together. So he calls her, and they very much get back together. So, 
you know, they thought that was just a fun little game. Well, Detective Karen did not think that was a fun little game. She took every bit of it serious. But the bad part is they have a history, and now she's very interested in their history, and this is something that they don't need. So, they've got Detective Karen. They also have another problem, and her name is Bianca, and she is Wes's secretary. Now, she likes to keep extensive tabs on everyone in the office. She likes to know, I'm assuming she's bored. So, she likes to know what everybody's doing, who they're dating, if they're cheating, uh, what they had for lunch. I mean, literally, she wants to know everything. She has somehow come across a master key. She slips in and out of their office. Crazy. So she, um, for some reason, she gets obsessed with Wes's calendar and sees some initials and decides to look through his search history on the computer and comes across the name Joey Fisher. Now, again, I say this every time I do a podcast. I try not to do spoilers, so I can't go into some of this a whole lot. But this is what makes Bianca be obsessed with Wes. So now you have two women basically tracking their every move, which is definitely what does not need to happen for Wes and Ivy. And just with every chapter, you find out more, but yet you find out less. And I know that doesn't make sense, but when you read it, I think you're going to think back, hmm, Jada said, I, Jada said that, and I get it now. Uh, you always feel like there is a piece of information missing, something you don't know. Now, you're going to find everything out in the end, so don't worry about it. And I felt like I was going to, but you just always, there's just always something in the back of your mind thinking, What's going on here? And I said that quite often while reading this book. Several times I said, what the heck is going on here? While anxiously reading faster. And this was one of those books where I woke up wanting to read before work, couldn't wait for lunch so I could read, couldn't wait to get home to read, was irritated that I didn't get to read. If something come up or if we had to go somewhere, I wanted to sit down and finish this book. It was just so good. And like I said, I may have said this earlier, I'm not sure, but if I didn't, I'm saying it now. The title for this book couldn't be any more perfect. And I'm going to start looking into that. I may even do a fun little podcast on that. Does the title fit the book? So many times titles do not um, tell you what's going on inside the book. But this one is definitely perfect because it's definitely twisted. Their relationship is so to toxic. They're 100% made for each other. They love to hate each other, and they're not going to allow anyone else to have them. I mean, they even go as far to flirt with other people just to make the other one notice them. It's just, it's just craziness through the whole book. So... I will say, I loved all of the characters. I didn't, but I did. Like, it's, she develops every character perfectly, and I love to hate Karen. Could not stand her. She had no business doing what she was doing and digging into this just based on what had occurred, but I love to hate her. And there is an absolute jaw-dropping moment, or for me it was. Couldn't believe it happened. Stopped, reread it, had to pick my mouth up off the floor total surprise come out of left field did not expect it at all which just made this just even better and the ending was perfect this was definitely a twisted ride you need to read this um it was a five-star book for me 
I just love her stories. I love the relationships in her stories. And we're going to go over a few more of her other books. But, I mean, I love them. Just love them. So, definitely, this is still on NetGalley. So, be sure if you're on the fence to go request this and start reading it immediately. In fact, you can put me on pause and go request it and then come back. Okay. Another book by Samantha Downing. Again, five stars. My Lovely Wife. Uh, this was probably what I was describing earlier. This is the kind of book that feels wrong to like it. But, I mean, it was so great. They murder. They kill people. Um, Millicent and her husband, they have a simple, fabulous love story. They fell in love. They had kids. They moved to the suburbs. But you know what? They got bored. Most people, you know, might take up tennis or running. Uh-uh, not them. They turned to murder to help keep the spark alive in their marriage. Uh, it's told in first person from Millicent's husband. I, f I mean, I honestly found myself rooting for them. And I know that's crazy. Didn't want them to get caught. Didn't want them to get in trouble. I didn't necessarily root for them to kill somebody else, but loved it. Um, and as you can probably guess, Millicent's husband finds that he really doesn't know his wife as well as he thought he did. This book, again, great character development. They all do. You feel like you know them, but it's not an overwhelming amount of information. It's just enough, and it's perfect. So there we go. We've got A Twisted Love Story, My Lovely Wife, the third book. Again, like I said, five-star read for your own good. So now, oh gosh, I really like this one too. Teddy Crutcher, that's how we're going to say it. I'm not sure if that's how she would have said it, has won Teacher of the Year at Belmont Academy. He tells everyone his wife couldn't be more proud, even though no one has seen her in a very long time, which, you know, red flag goes up right there. Also, there's been a few mysterious deaths on campus, but Teddy, you know, he can't really concern himself with that because he, um, or really, actually, he can't concern himself with the students that are digging into his personal life because he knows, you know, he's a, he's a know-it-all. He knows exactly what his students need, and he will do whatever it takes to make it happen. Um, in this book, you know who the killer is early on into the book, so you spend the majority of it trying to figure out what exactly is motivating the killer in, in this book. It is very, it's very good. Again, I'm going to have a hard time picking a favorite one because, I've, I mean, I've got all this prepared, but even, I guess, when I was writing it, I really didn't put a lot of thought into which one I would pick as my favorite. All right. The, what is this, the third book or the fourth book? This is the fourth book. He started it. Again, five stars. Um, I honestly think, in thinking back, that this is probably the only author that I have ever given all five stars to. It's every book that they've written. I have read a lot of authors that I've read all of their books, but I would think that I've probably given a few four stars, even if they're my favorite, but I really do. I think that I have given her all five stars on every single one of her books. But in this one, Beth, Portia, and Eddie Morgan haven't all been together in a very long time. They're siblings. Um, they have a wealthy grandfather, and he passes away and leaves behind a very cryptic message. Now, all the siblings and their partners must go cross-country on a road trip to fulfill his final wish and to get their inheritance. Now, that's, I think there's been a hundred movies made that go along this line, but none of them has, have quite taken this ride. It was a wild ride. Everyone has a secret, 
including having a body in the trunk. I mean, that's a huge secret. I finished this book in a day. I loved absolutely every detail in it. One of my in my review on Instagram, I said this is definitely movie material, but I'm going to be honest. Every single book she has written is movie material, especially my lovely wife. I'm probably, I don't know, probably going to pick my lovely wife as my favorite, but we got one more to go over and I actually read this last night. It was Sleeping Dog's Life. Now, let me say, I have known about this book for quite some time, and every time I looked it up, I only could find it as an audible, and I am, I just can't listen to books. I love podcasts. I have uh, ran for years and would always listen to podcasts, but I get distracted really easy in my mind and would find that I would have to, even with podcasts I listen to, would have to rewind, wasn't paying attention. Of course, with the book, you know, you're sitting there reading and you can just go back to the previous paragraph. I just find it easier not to get distracted with a book. So I had just never read it. And so I thought there is no way I've got to read this book. So I looked it up on Amazon and it was like $2. So I downloaded it and I read it last night. I guess it's what you call a, nove a novella. I really never knew what that meant until I Googled it because this book was only 64 pages. And apparently that's what that word means. It's just short. And so I probably finished it in under an hour and I devoured it. So it was great. I wish it could have been longer just because the type of story it was, I'm sure she could have developed each character even more. It's, it's phenomenal. And I've got a lot of notes on it. When I read books, I try to take a lot of notes because I tend to forget what I read. We'll talk about that a little later in the podcast. So I'm probably not going to say all of this because I don't want to give a spoiler away. But like I said, I downloaded it to my Kindle. Hadn't hadn't really even thought that I could get it because, again, I had looked it up before and it was an audible. But here's the background. Shelby is a dog, dog walker in Northern California, and she walks numerous dogs. Hilarious. I loved her dialogue. I loved her sense of humor. But she walks Pluto, who's a husky. And when she gets him back home, she's like, man, you know, I've really got to use the bathroom. And, you know, she knows everyone's day-to-day -day routine. So she thinks, well, I can just slip in, use the bathroom, and then slip out. Well, it wasn't quite so easy because when she slipped in to go use the restroom, she found the uh, Pluto, Pluto's owner, Todd Burke, had been killed and was lying in the bathroom floor. Now, He's a well-known local businessman and founder of an organic supplement com company there. And so he's lying dead on the floor. So, of course, she has to call the police. And my notes on this, I absolutely, I just said it, but I love the underlying humor from Shelby when she talks to the police. Just the whole thing to me, I just found it very funny. But So she walks the dog three days a week, and Ty's ex-wife walks the dog twice a week. They're currently divorcing, and they're fighting over Pluto. So detective interviews Shelby, and she, um, you know, she give, when you're reading the book, she would be the perfect witness in any crime. She absolutely she didn't really give too much information, but she gave just enough. The detective was able to corroborate several of her stories. Everything matched up. She clearly knew everything there was to know about Todd and Regina. 
and she had a plausible explanation for all of it. It wasn't, you know, she didn't come off like she was a stalker, that she was being nosy. She just legitimately knew things. And I really think, because I'm that kind of person, I think when people have routines, I have a routine. We get up the same time every morning. I get ready in the same order every morning. We get the kids out the door. My husband leaves. I leave. We get to work at the same time. And I think that if you are someone that is observant, any neighbor or anybody that leaves to go to work the same time you do, people can pick up on your routines. You don't have to be nosy and you don't have to be a stalker. It's just really easy to pick up on it. And I, you know, this Shelby makes you feel like she's that kind of person. She's this innocent dog walker and she just happens to know all this stuff. And the detective seems to really like her too. So, um, you read this and then you get to a certain point and when you re when you find out that Regina has also been killed. So you really are felt like that it's going to be the ex-wife. They present several characters that it could be until Regina gets killed. And then that kind of throws you off and you're you just you're just kind of left into thinking what's going on? Who's killing all these people? It will take you no time to read this book. Like I said, it's only 64 pages. Tons of twists and turns, tons of things that you really don't see coming. And it's so short, you don't really spend a lot of time trying to predict what's going to happen. But again, you know, she developed this story even more, another great book. So these are all the books that I have read by Samantha Downing. Absolutely love her. Five stars. Would recommend you to sit down and read any of them right now. Like I said earlier, NetGalley provided a twisted love story, and you can get that right now, hopefully. I was never more excited. You know, sometimes I request books, and you're just kind of like, yeah, if I get them, fine. If I don't, it's, you know, this was one of those where I kept my fingers crossed, and immediately when I got it, I had to start reading it. But all of them are great. So hopefully I've encouraged you to pick up a Samantha Downing book if you haven't already. And one thing I did want to touch on, because I do have notes, and I probably write too many notes, but I'm the kind of person that when I read a book, I'm reading for the moment, and I almost immediately forget it. I really do. And, I'm, and of course, I've never really had to... I've, I've been a part of book clubs, and, you know, we would almost, we would have a book a month, and then we would meet. I would always read my book right before we had our book club meeting so that I would remember. I just don't read to remember. And I was so embarrassed in the library one time because they know that I love to read. And I had taken back, I think, three books maybe. And the book that the librarian asked me about, in those three, I had read first. So I had already read those other two books. I couldn't for the life of me. She asked me how I liked it. Well, I knew that I'd liked them. And then she was questioning. Like, she was asking specific enough questions. And thankfully, I mean, I panicked at first because that's just what I tend to do. And then I finally calmed down and was able to answer questions. Because I'm like, she has to think I'm a nut because I literally just read this book. I mean, I read really fast. And... Couldn't answer any questions about it, so but I pulled it off, and then I explained. I said, well, I've read these other two after, so maybe that's why I can't really remember exactly. Because I will say, you know, when you read a certain genre, 
and I do stick to mystery and thriller. You do, they do tend to be the same. So, but I have started taking notes so that I can remember what I read, especially with the ending, just so that I can go back and recall, especially for this podcast. But, and again, I'll probably say it again later, but be sure and check out all of my reviews on underscore dig the plot on Instagram. I'm also on Storygraph. That's new to me this year, so I don't have all of my past books on there, just what I've started reading in 2023. I think I might like the statistics that it shoots out at the end of the year, but then I've been on Goodreads for years, and I just have used it to log my books. So I would really start to, uh, I would really like to start a blog. I have built some of it, but it's not really, I haven't developed it enough to have I've not completed it so hopefully that'll be in the works um later this year so just lots of places that you can read reviews that you never asked me for but next week we are going to wrap up my reads for February including what is probably going to be my number one read of the year it's going to be really hard to beat this book but I'm not going to tell you what it is you'll have to tune in next week but Honestly, I think it's going to be the one. I can't imagine. Of course, you always feel that way. But, you know, I still love Silent Patient. I, you know, it's still one of my all-time favorite books. But that was today's podcast. Um, all of the books that you should have be, should be reading by Samantha Downing. episode don't forget to follow me at underscore dig the plot on instagram and we will see you back here next week have a great week